Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey everyone and welcome to Come for Supper. I'm Alexandra Dudley food writer, cook, and serial dinner party host. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down with people who share that love for food, chat about life, and learn a little bit more about how they like to serve supper. I speak to chefs, restaurateurs, artists, actors, authors, and pretty much anyone who likes to entertain. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you click subscribe. And if you enjoy it, rate it, review it, share it, and tell your friends, as it makes all the difference. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone and welcome back to Come For Supper. Today's guest is an award-winning chef, restaurateur, columnist and author. She has written for publications including The Guardian, The Telegraph and The Evening Standard and her debut cookbook, Zyka, will be released very soon. Depending on when this comes out, it's it might be a week today. Essentially, it's coming out 5th of September. She has also appeared on countless national TV shows, including acting as guest judge on Celebrity Masterchef. She is a regular and a judge for the BBC Radio 4 Food and Farming Awards and in 2016 was awarded an MBE in the Queen's 90th birthday honours list. She is the wonderful and very established Romy Gill. (laughs) Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. How are you? Where have you come from this afternoon? I've just dropped my husband and my youngest um, at the airport. They're going to Dubai, whereas and then I'm coming here <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> um, and um, and one of my daughters is in Costa Rica with World Challenge. And I'll be all hello- home alone having red wine <laughs> and watching a lot of Netflix. Bliss, a bit of bliss. A bit of bliss today. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, so it's been, it's been quite a big week for you this week. I know that you've shared some news, which is that you are closing the door on one adventure, your restaurant, Rumi's Kitchen, but very excited for the next. And... No doubt you've got plenty planned. And I know that you have a book coming out, which is incredibly exciting. So can you tell us a little bit about about the book? Um, 
So the Zika means taste. Okay. And it's been happening for a while, but eventually I think lots happen with the, with having a restaurant, being a mom and a wife and juggling with a lot of things and having two teenage daughters. They're amazing, don't get me wrong. But also, um, yes, I'm a chef, I'm an author and, uh, and, and, and do n- numerous other things, but I have to be a mom. When I go mm-hmm. home, I have to forget everything and I have to be a mom at home. I cannot be saying I can't do these things. But for the last five years, I haven't been a mom, but I want to be able to do things with my daughters because I'm very jealous of my husband because he's so close to them, yeah. which is great. As an Indian father, not many people are, but he's absolutely a gem and a great, great guy who's, who's you know, um, I'm success because he, he, he's been there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it, it, to have that and then the book come along and recently my mom passed away and I thought half I can't do this I cannot do the book um I was really my brother said and my dad said you have to do it because you you need to do that because it's the recipes that you, you when you were little you ate those recipes because India um you know vegan food is not a fad it's plant-based is not fad because it's something I grew up eating you know meat was very much on occasions it was when there were celebrations and we would eat meat or fish um so it, it it has been in the talks for ages but it, I needed to do that this and I wanted to dedicate the book to my mom because the recipes mostly are the food I grew up eating or my mom or dad would cook so I think it's a very important book as my first book um it was very emotional when we were shooting because you know you, you close the everything around you when something happens and that's the food you're eating and mm-hmm. everybody's tasting it and um it was an excitement, but it was a very emotional um, shoot for me. But I'm really excited about the book and I can't wait to share with everybody. Yeah, I'm so excited. I've had a very, very sneak peek and it looks fantastic. So you've certainly had a fantastic career so far. How how did it begin? What was it that kind of initially led you into, into the kitchen professionally? So when I was doing my A-levels, my yeah. mum was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, that was a long, long time ago. Were you, were you in, you weren't in England then? No, you were not in, in, in India. Still in India. Uh, and, um, and my mum's life revolved around three kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm the middle child. My brother's youngest and my sister's oldest. So it revolved around her making breakfast for us in the morning, you know, and then lunch, packed lunch, come back from school, we'll have a hot snack and the evening meal. So I, her life was all about us and all about giving us good food. My mom and dad couldn't speak English. Um, they made sure all three kids went to private school. All three of us um, spoke English. So their mentality was completely different. They wanted to give us wholesome, good food it wasn't about anything else you know and um, when mom was diagnosed with cancer and I was doing my A-level exams and um, because at that point it's a really important you know what which way you're going to do it's a stressful time so the doctor said mom has either two months to live or two years to live so when mom was having radiotherapy she didn't have chemotherapy she was having radiotherapy her tastes were all gone a woman who actually lives to cook food doesn't you know it cannot taste any flavors um she was adding too much salt because she couldn't taste anything um eventually everything was fine but my mom lived more than 40 years because she was a stubborn she was a lady (laughs) of another character she was very strong um lovable but very strong lady um 
And I said to my dad, seeing my mom, that she struggled with all the flavors, that I wanted to be a chef. And he immediately said no, because he said he wouldn't be able to survive in India uh, because it's such a big male-dominating industry and yeah. still is. It's changing, but it's changing very gradually. Um, there, um, But then I came here and... Um, I said to my husband, we went out to eat. I was missing my family, my friends, you know. You're young, you're naive, and you're excited about a new country. But then you do miss. When you go on a holiday, you know you're okay. Yeah, you, yeah. You miss the food. You miss the home comforts. Home, yeah. So I think um, I miss the family. I missed my friends and the food I grew up eating. Um, but also at that time, we didn't have these iPhones. You, do, you mm -hmm. couldn't just pick up and do FaceTime or Skype or anything. Everything was expensive 20, 26, 27 yeah. years ago uh, to for in India, it was really, you know, expensive and I was, I didn't have much money then. So to be honest, so I, I said to my husband, I, we went out to eat and he, everything tasted the same. And I was like, I was really gobsmacked. I thought, this is not Indian food. And he, I said to him, I'm going to open a restaurant. And after that, 20 years down the line, I did at the age of 40. Uh, but do you know what? I got so much love from so many people. Um, and and also, I think I belong here. Food has always been... Yeah, I mean, I, definitely. It wasn't... I wouldn't say the passion or anything. I just, just like that word. It's in me. I belong. I yeah. own this place. You give me something, I'll create something for you from anything. And it's everything. in your blood. It's there. You know? And also, I... I enjoy cooking. It's not a chore for me. You give, you tell me you want to cook for 100 people tomorrow, I'll easily cook that for you. Mm -hmm. um, it's not it's something I think, as you said, it's in me, it's in my, in my blood. But I also, I think I've gotten different flavors. I grew up eating. Mm -hmm. So if you say Indian food, Indian, India is such a big country. It's... Um, when we talk about Indian food, it's just not Indian. You go to India, every state, every little dialect changes. People speak in different languages. They look different. Spices are same, but they cook so differently. Mm -hmm. So it's every household will cook different. My mom, my auntie, my grandma, they all cook differently. But it's, it's that Indian food is very regional. It's very much also, apart from regional, there's also the home, home cooking. Mm -hmm. Then there's the street food. Then there's so much... Um, you know, layers and variety. Yes, in India. So I just think, um, you know, Indian food and the street food is just amazing mm. in India. You did a fantastic um, article in Suitcase magazine about the street food in India. So I've never been to India, but I've made notes of all of those places. I have this kind of document, India document. And there's a couple of places on there that you mentioned and around all around the world as well. Yes, um, we did. Places, that, yeah. to, places, <laughs> places to try. See, street food, people just get worried about street food or they'll get it. I think street it's food- It's having a revival though. But also street food is cooked in front of you. So you can see what's going on. What's going on. And they cook it every day. They don't keep it in the yeah, fridge. Yeah. just like, you know, we make the sauces we keep in the fridge. Yeah. No, they cook every single day. They sell out and you won't get ill. I think it's just when you have water or touching something we haven't washed yeah. your hands with. It's, it's, I think street food, I go and eat street food all the time. I've just come back from India and, you know, I, I, I love street. It's cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cheap. comforting. It's cheap. It's delicious. Fun. Yeah, no. It's fun. <laughs> You served Indian food in a way that I think many British people hadn't hadn't experienced before. Um, you know, we're kind of used to kind of watered down curries, I think, and 
basically there being three different curries and that that being the kind of choice but the food that you served was very different what was it that you kind of aimed to do when you kind of created those dishes see the memory of going to the indian restaurant for first time and seeing all these different dishes so i don't have anything against the bangladeshi restaurant so-called indian restaurants um um, it's got a place for it. I mean, if they did not bring the food uh, to this country when they came and started the spices and introduced the British people yeah. to that food, we wouldn't be here today. Yeah. So as such, I have a lot of respect for them, but that food I wouldn't eat at home and neither would they probably. But, um, you know, for me, I mean, spices, you can create so much with it, so many different spices. And you, and like the octop- octopus in my restaurant is so popular. Tamarind <laughs> and punch four. And it's, I think also you have to make sure that your staff eats that food. So when they're going out, they know how to explain it to them. And I kind of had the staff, they were young, they were 16 and 17 and maybe 18, some of them. And they've worked with me for such a long time because they're, they're, um, you know, in their, when they, f- for first time eating those food, they're, they're buzzing in the mouth, you know, the, yeah, all the yeah. different flavors are buzzing, you know, and they get excited because they've never eaten that food and they go and say to the customer, oh, it's amazing, it's this good. But you have to also train your staff, you have to make sure they're eating it because that was, for me, was very, very important. I wasn't prepared to give food to someone that my staff doesn't eat, I don't eat it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, why not use the ingredients that are produced in this country, which I've not used before in India, but yes, I can get the spices. But my thing was, I want to get everything from Southwest, where I live. And But yes, the spices come from India, but it's also from a producer that I know who's selling Mm -hmm. that for me. But... So it's a marriage, in a way, between, I guess, British ingredients and then your kind of... It is. I mean, if you... Culture, Indian culture and the Ah, Absolutely. If you see a recipe in a book um, in in this avocado chutney. So when I came to first time in the UK, I mean, it might be petty and small things for you, but for me, I've never seen a supermarket. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up, I didn't see... (laughs) Did have a super... You know, seen a supermarket. We used to buy from local producers. Yeah. um, Or homegrown or something like that. But when I came, there was different varieties of yogurt. You mm-hmm. know, it's exciting. <laughs> the layers of cheese and all that. Oh my gosh. You know? so, I'm um, terrible in a supermarket. You must be even worse. <laughs> so I went and I was like really intrigued with avocado. And I, I okay. tell this story because I just think that I started from avocado for yeah. me. And I was like, when I ate it, I didn't like it because it's something very much like olives. A lot of people don't like yeah. it. It's like, a, it's, it's, it's your, an acquired yes. taste. Oh, mama, you know, it's kind of that taste. And I took, I just thought, no, I don't like this. But I made it into an Indian kind of chutney, mm-hmm. you know, put some mango in it, like raw mango and chilies and coriander. It Yum. became very much Indian. Yeah. But... But then I knew the guacamole because I did research about it. I thought, no, actually, I want to not make it like that. I want to make it like that. So I think the ingredients, what you find, you have to play with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, not it's not about your taste as well. It's also about giving to your friends, giving to your you know, neighbors and let them taste it and see if it works. I need to try this avocado <laughs> chutney. I'm just like thinking about it. <clears throat> you do a lot of writing as well as recipe writing. Was, was, I mean, you do a lot but was the book something that you knew you wanted to do once you kind of got that taste for feeding people and probably, I guess, seeing seeing other people writing books? 
think I've been trying. When I opened the restaurant, I wrote a lot of publications. Yeah. And everybody refused it because there were a lot of books apparently on the market. So Amanda came to my rescue from Orion. Yeah. She was absolutely gem. And she said to me, Romy, once you open a restaurant and you're on TV and you're on radio, you know, you, people start to knowing about yeah. you. I promise I'll give you a book deal. Which she did. No nice. one else did. Amazing. She, did. she stick with me and stood by me in my times where I, I was in, you know, dark corners or whatever. We all have ups and downs. She was there for me. And I love Amanda. She's always been so positive and excited about little things mm. I do. And, and I think you have to have that relationship with your publisher or your editor. And um, and also I like, I like I like to tell a story. I like to tell a story from writing. Um, and also, in, you know, I haven't explored India. I want to go and explore more of India. As you said, in Suitcase yeah. Magazine, I've written for them three, you know, three different, um, I went to Ladakh with them. And then I went to Andamar, Nicobar Island. It's a food is so different every place. Yeah. But I like travel and food. Yeah, you said that line about being a tourist. You're still a tourist in in, 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 in your own country, which exactly. is... is it's true that's how I feel in London I think yeah. just in London um but it's quite it's quite a romantic notion I think because if you become a tourist and you ask people the questions and answer they want to yeah and you experience, experience things differently it's different thing isn't it and that's how I also my articles in New York Times is coming out soon which so exciting. Um, which is really exciting. We did the Himalayan Trail and it's for Himachal. I'm so excited about that because I just like to tell a story with the food and I would say that I would rather be a travel and a food writer than mm-hmm. just a food writer mm-hmm. because I do Makes have a sense. column and I write my recipes and do that. But I think with food and travel are just something you, you, you even if you go on a holiday, you go to go to a, like a small shop or people's, you know, going to eat. Don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. How did you make that? They will lovingly tell you what they're doing and how they're doing, you know, everything. So that's, I never, I'm never scared of asking people. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a good sign. I think it's always, yeah, it's always good to talk to people and it's how you learn as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, like when I moved here, two fat ladies, Keith Floyd, these were the guys on television. And then came Nigella. My first ever book was the book I, you know, Nigella's book. Yeah. Um, I Queen got, Nigella, you know, she's amazing. Big absolutely. inspiration for many of us. I and think. then came Jamie Oliver, yeah. and how he could cook with pasta or make yeah. simple meals, you know, things like that. So I think a lot of them are my influences. Mm-hmm. You know, the two fat ladies I absolutely adore them because they both, uh, you know, sadly not there anymore. But if you watch them, go go on YouTube and yeah, watch no, it. I've watched them. I've watched <laughs> them. Just they're hilarious they are so hilarious and, and the long nails and more butter <laughs> and uh, it was just also the posh english they used to yeah. speak for me that was something very different <laughs> so i think all that makes you what you are yeah no i agree you know, i agree i agree entirely so i i know that you love to cook for people um and i know that you like to entertain so i want to know what do we get when we come around to your house for supper what are kind of your kind of signature dinner party moves so you, the the one thing you will definitely get is a lot of different street food style. Okay, canopies. nice street food. Cool. Yes, you'll get a lot of my samosa chart is very famous mm-hmm. because Grace Dent. Um, that's our ultimate um, des- desert, desert island, island dish. Yes. Is it? Yes. Ooh. So I will definitely serve that and. Um, 
uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for her because she was the one who came to my restaurant yeah. to give me an amazing review, and I have a lot of respect for Grace. She's a, such an amazing writer and quirky yeah, and she's funny. She's a brilliant, brilliant writer. Um, and also, she's fun to be with and she knows her food. Um, I would say that, and I would really want people to taste forget about meat forget about fish i want you to taste like kidney beans not the way you yeah. make a chili or something we make rajma chawl yeah so it's rajma means kidney beans mm-hmm. and rice with jeera rice so it's cumin rice and things like that or um make roasted origin which is called bag and parta Yum. which is a bestseller in was in my restaurant chili paneer things like that or tofu because tofu i grew up um eating a lot because people don't kind of think oh how would you eat tofu in india yeah but i, I didn't know that i mean i know no paneer i can imagine it you cooking it similarly to kind of the way that because there is a lot of chinese people in where i born and brought up in bengal from calcutta the sahaka community so they use a lot of tofu yeah so i grew up eating like dumplings and momos and and different kind of street food uh, from people from nepal are there people from burma so there are a lot of influences of in indian you know the chinese in india you will never get in china so it's only different in india. yeah, yeah. it's spicy it's it's really delicious um but i think oh i really want to serve people the food i really grew up eating okay yeah so lots of different kind of lots of different colorful colorful dishes the things like i grew you know the dumplings like we call it momos and um, i want that people to eat that because it's so delicious the best vegetarian ones are really good as well but the pork ones are so good <laughs> uh, it's juicy pork you have to have a really good quality but yeah. if you don't eat pork you can always use chicken or minced chicken good quality or or um, lamb fatty lamb and good quality lamb kind of mix it you need the fat to yeah. be juicy So similarly in the pork you need to be very juicy otherwise the dumplings can go really you know hot okay so lots of dumplings lots of street food what about pudding are you a pudding 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 person do you know what i i love indian puddings but they're so sweet but i was gonna say because they so like their sweets in india that's why i asked you so so rich sweet very sweet uh, but i do a rice pudding called key that's delicious so i would love people to taste that and also i do like coconut laddus so fresh coconut okay you kind of grate it and get the juices like a coconut milk out of it and then with jaggery which is date palm yeah sugar. so you cook you make with them it's re- almost like a truffle yes yeah. and a lot of people Very will yummy. put milk you know the condensed condensed milk, milk. oh my gosh yeah All it's really so delicious delicious, delicious. <laughs> sinfully sweet <laughs> but, <laughs> but good exactly how it should be but if you have that one it'll last you for four or five hours it wouldn't last me for four or five hours <laughs> no like they give you a sugar rush yeah so no that's true but i think i probably if i had a if there were four in front of me i'd probably eat all four <laughs> for sure <laughs> Um, I, so I know that you do a lot of demos and food festivals, and I read that you especially enjoyed the Mad Symposium yes. in Copenhagen, which, for anybody who doesn't know, gives chefs and restaurateurs the information and resources to improve sustainability in their restaurants. Um, it's one I'm quite keen to go to now that I've read about it. In terms of the public, I think more and more of us are thinking about the provenance of what we're eating mm. and especially getting hungry for plant-centric food. And a lot of that has to do with the environment. So I wanted to ask how important is kind of sustainability to you and what does that mean in your cooking? I know that you know your book is essentially it's plant-centric cooking. See, the as I talked before as well, when I was growing up in India, 
my dad worked in a steel plant so he, my dad is from my mom and dad are from north india which is mm-hmm. punjab but uh, i'm born and brought up in west bengal that's where he worked in a steel plant so we can wait from one state to another to get any kind of vegetables by the time it came um you know now things are different we had to be very much you know used to this local sustainable mm-hmm. and very much seasonal food you know people need to understand that india has been doing this thing for years yeah it's just natural it it's comes natural with the culture. and i went to ladakh with sweetkiss magazine and you would be amazed at how sustainable um you know they are and what they use and they have this glaciers so when winter they have this kind of tree like glaciers they freeze the water and then water is used for irrigation in summer Wow. So Gosh. they I mean that's, that's very clever. They, they they do all these things and so for me when I came here nothing it wasn't new for me. Okay. We've been doing that, you know. But you must have been shocked I I mean in a way by the kind of, you know, supermarkets and the kind of I, mass consumption that we have here. I don't buy strawberries or berries Out or of season. I would not. Well My done. daughters wouldn't eat it. Yeah, so they I don't taste. They don't taste of anything. They won't. Won't even. They will. I. I was making something for Christmas and I needed berries and they said no, mum, you're not. So we had some frozen berries and we made that. So I. Buy, yeah, that's I, clever. So that what, makes sense. What I do is in in like. We, we do a lot of foraging yeah so i would uh, bulk it up and and put it in the put freezer, it in the freezer. And, love and then, your freezer you know it's just things like even like if you have carrots in abundance this is no mm-hmm. joke or beans or anything just freeze it yeah. and even really herbs even anything herbs. anything so with a lot of ginger i have from the restaurant nasa clothes a lot of ginger so i'd freeze it and also make, doing a lot of fermenting and pickling with it mm. so anything which has scrape of the skin i'm going to make it like um a biscuit from that skin it's so so you have to really so dehydrate you know yeah. all these kind of things you can do with vegetables and fruits i i just think you have to be creative and think and we were talking in the car with my husband because he yesterday bought something in a plastic and my daughter was furious so i said i like the sound of your daughters <laughs> they are they i think you have to talk to your kids you have to yeah. and the kids are but very it's, knowledgeable. it's actually that's the generation it's the and it's that younger generation that are really pioneering i think exactly. the way forward in, and in, we have local shops you could just yeah. go and pick the amount of mm-hmm. fruit and veg you want you don't need to put it in the fridge right mm-hmm. so we were just talking about my husband i said you're not going to do that no if we don't do it if you if you don't start from your house nobody else is going to yeah, do it it's for true you. it's a ripple effect yeah so what would you cook if you were cooking a kind of plant-based feast you know, if I said to you, actually, Romy, I need you to cook for 100 people tomorrow and it all has to be plant-based, what are your sort of go-to So a lot of, lot of dal. A lot of we'll, dal. We'll do yeah, a lot of dal. dal. So we'll make like a vegetable plow, which mm-hmm. is rice and a lot of vegetables because it'll feed. And then we are very, very lucky with hodmodods. I don't know if you know the hodmodods yes, beans. Yes, the British grown um, pulses. So rajma, they do this black beans. Yeah. They're amazing, which you can make the rajma, for, which I have in the book as well. But you can also like sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. You can put mix mix them in spices you have to peel it and mix them in spices or you can roast them whole as well and then you know squash it whatever is season yeah you just do in bulk and feed a lot of people and i just think that you have to just think about dal just goes a long way yeah dal goes dal, dal goes an incredibly long way mm-hmm. and there's so much you can do with dal actually dal uh, there's dal is 
I mean, I'm sure, as you said, in India, depending on which region mm. you're in, but you can, you can, there's all these different kinds of dal that you can make. Mung bean dal and so red many. lentil dal. And so many. So I, oh, I, I love have like four or five, I think five maybe different lentil dal recipes in the book. Yeah, okay. But also in India, a lot of people, or especially Indian people here as well, or Pakistani or Bangladeshi, yeah. they will all have pressure cookers at home. So a lot of people still in the villages go uninvited to your house and they expect you to feed them so okay. pressure cooker is like like a magic quick 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 my mum has a pressure cooker actually. it's amazing she makes soup in it so in the in my restaurant what we used to get the bones and then we used to make the stock that's very clever so it's like a speed speed stock yeah, yeah. and that stock was amazing because it's lacy it's delicious that comes out of the it's very sustainable you know, yes. way of using everything up as yeah, well yeah go to butchers they will give it to you free yeah no it's true and even with fish stock you yes. can get all the kind of fish heads and all of that kind of ends odds and ends i think people just need to start using from head to tail of what, or or the vegetables no, tail, yeah. ev- everything Root fruit yeah you know everything people have to start doing that if we need to save this planet yeah, which we do. We do need to save the planet. Mm. So I know that you've travelled a lot. Um, and I'm sure you've eaten some fantastic meals in, in, in London as well, not just travelling. Has there been a kind of particular dining experience that really stuck out for you? It doesn't have to be in a restaurant. In fact, it could be anywhere. It could be anything. Uh, so I... Can I talk about India? Anything. Oh, you can, <laughs> yes, you can talk about India. So I recently... I've uh, just come back from India a couple of days ago. Yeah. And... Um, it has to be my best meal of this year so far. Really? Um, and I tell you, that food was very Thai and Japanese called it Sifa. She's th- Chinese. No, she's from Thai. Sifa is her name. And she, also the restaurant's name is Sifa. Um, she's from Thailand. Mm-hmm. Amazing chef. I and her husband's Indian. So they come, they're a fabulous team. And I tell you, we've got some Thai food in, in, in London as well. And nice restaurants and a lot of other. No. No one can beat her. She's absolutely... So it's her rest. Where is it in India? It's in Mumbai. Okay. It's it's in BKC, which is like, I think, in Bandra. If you find on online, you'll be able to see it. But so far, my 2019's best meal has to be in her restaurant. And still like... What did you eat? What was the kind of top dish? So many different dishes she sent us out. So many different so dishes. Nice. And the dumplings. And then she also does Japanese... Um, um, food as well so okay. she sent that and um lot lot I, I mean it's just and and the way she made the chicken uh, kind of I, i've forgotten the name of it it was like mince and the chicken was so moist i cannot <laughs> cannot and, and you know explain it to you but at the same time she had some vegetarian yeah. know, noodles pad thai and other different Yum. noodles delicious it was so delicious and i've eaten really good food in burma and you know a lot of different places have been you know i traveled so much but i tell you what if you ever go to india you have to check her out i'll have to add that to my list my ever growing list of places i need to eat uh, and in new york actually not in new york there's a okay. place in um if you love tacos and she was also in netflix chef's table um and um they have this wonderful r- tiny little place in um philadelphia yeah uh, you, if you love tacos which you've you've written about yes. that as well yes yes i have written that yeah. one down i've written that yum gosh you're making me hungry i know that you're a self self-trained chef um which many people are these days but lots lots and yeah. i mean it's 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 the new way but I'm sure that you felt some pressures or have you ever felt a disadvantage of of, of that during your career? 
Um, see, a lot of male chefs have helped me in my career. Male food writers, Good. male chefs. So when I was talking in Mad Symposium, I said not all males are monsters and not yeah. all women are angels. Very exactly. true. So, um, so for me, um, a lot of male male people have helped me and I'm also very strong I wouldn't I I, I really would not, not let anybody take advantage of me mm-hmm. because I know what I know and I, what I want to do uh, and also I wouldn't take advantage of anybody else you mm-hmm. know I'll ask never be scared of asking there are two things in life either the person will say yes or no yeah so What's never t- can happen nothing can happen so these are the two things you have to have that belief in you have to follow that that's what followed and i've written to people a lot of people said yes and a lot of people said no now because i've become well known a lot of people those people are coming back to yeah me it's interesting me isn't it so tables it, turning and also you should always try and help people mm. i have one motto in life make sure you help people because you're in a position to help people yeah because there were a lot of people who didn't help me there were lots of people who helped me so make sure you're in a position that you can help people and it's really important because the younger generation really needs you and and if if i can be somebody's you know uh, that people think oh she will you know somebody writes to me and i can there help them i think it's so important having two daughters i just think it's so important to help help people. any any industry it's yeah. really important well so, they always say help be kept always what is it be kind to the people that you meet on the way yes. up because you never know who's who gonna need yeah, on the way down exactly. and inevitably life is like that yeah. really it's like a roller coaster so i'm uh, saying you know going back to your question so i as we were talking before as well i you know as i go back home at night time or whenever i have to be mum. i cannot yeah. say there's a pie i'm with OCD it's I, don't, a full-time I job. don't have a cleaner I like doing my really? ironing wow I like cleaning you like doing her. your ironing gosh you know. can you come home and do my ironing I, I hate do, ironing and there's no joke I don't have a cleaner I don't know wow. I am a very OCD person what time do you get home when you finish service like 12, you know when you were cooking one. in the restaurant and then what then you'll just start cooking I cleaning. eat then I'm starving you, okay me and my staff will okay. eat and when then we go sometimes we used to bring the food home or I'll eat in the restaurant um, and then go to bed two o'clock. So when I opened the restaurant, I used to have three hours sleep. Gosh. Because the girls were little. I that is to... not enough sleep. I'm reading uh... all these things about imp- the importance of sleep. <laughs> but you are, I mean, you are definitely one kick-ass woman. So what about what about other incredible women who have inspired you? Because I think, you know, the time, there is no better time to be a woman than now. And actually, I think women in food, although it's still, you can still argue that perhaps it's a man's world. I think... There are some wicked women doing things, and they are—they are kind of—they are being heard. So, well, I'd be really interested to know what I think for women influence women. Um, women like um, Sheila Dillon. Yeah, she gave me so many opportunities, mm-hmm. and people like Claire McGinn, who's the radio for for the food program editor, yeah. and so people like Claire Salisbury, who's again um, a producer for BBC Radio Four. People like them. Who you are unsung unsung heroes? They're behind those things, yeah. and we don't talk about them. They're so important people. Yeah. Um, and these women have really stuck to me, helped me, and lots of others, not just me. Uh, and Sheila, when I listened to her for 18, 19, whatever, 20 years ago, I've encountered, I just assumed she was a tall lady, a big lady. And when I <laughs> met her first, she's tiny. And I'm, you know, I'm still petrified of her because yeah. she's so intelligent. She's an amazing journalist, broadcaster, presenter, whatever you say. And then there was, you know, ever beautiful mother Jaffrey mm-hmm. because she 
open door to a lot of women we don't give her enough credit for indian as an indian you know she came on a time when channel four took a risk on her and did that and she absolutely a book is fabulous the first book i love it you know and we she opened so many doors for so many indian women mm-hmm. you know um, and then there are people like nevis began you know i went to, with uh, action against hunger we did this charity ride in burma and was so rubbish i can run but i'm not a cyclist <laughs> so she pushed me helped me yeah. stick with me and it was hot more than 40 degrees we're cycling 80 90 kilometers and then we were so ill with the heat not with the really with the food but we were exhausted yeah but then she was just i know her food is fabulous she's amazing and so i think or Angela Hartnett, women like oh, these. Or this, I love Angela Hartnett. You know, girl uh, crush, definite but, girl crush. But then we also forget there are so many other chefs like Maria Elia. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely a kick-ass chef and she is much better chef than anybody else because she used to own a restaurant but she sadly doesn't have it but she does a lot of consultancy and and her books, if you ever get time, you know, to get her books is absolutely fabulous books. Then there's Paula McIntyre from Ireland. She's... Um, amazing badass women so i think these women who are actually not scared of cooking for a lot of people and yeah. they will give a runner any day for any Just male chefs it. you know and also i really look up to chefs like um, not only women i just think there are a lot of fantastic male chefs around yeah can you n- can name a few let's give uh, the men some air time. um yeah I, I i really really like gary chef gary you know <laughs> um then we have some fantastic chefs in bristol like um you know josh from pony and trap and all these guys then they listen to you you know yeah. they also think that you are equal they don't really shout because you are equal. equal you know they don't yeah. think oh she can't do this or she's a woman yeah. she can, uh, you know can't do it but then, you know, St. You know, John, there's so many chefs that male chefs yeah. are absolutely will give you a lot of time. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you, when you were talking about the pickling and kind of making biscuits from ginger skin, which is just like whimsically genius. Um, have you been to Scully? Ramiel Scully? I have. So he, because he does some fantastic, again, absolutely mind-boggling stuff he's like a magician in his kitchen but he he's he's a, he's another great you know chef, yeah i, I forgot all about him he's fe- <laughs> he's really really good but also i do like your time he's yes. so good i mean know? i don't i think you'd be really pushed to find someone who didn't like him yeah because he's not only soft-spoken but also he um encourages yes he's um, very he's very encouraging and then and Ravinder I love Ravinder because we can talk about so many other women but I love Ravi because she's been in the industry for for a while but she does her things she never backstabs anybody I don't find she's wonderful in her body that she will be you know when my mom passed away I tell you one thing she was such a hard core um somebody I could just support support she was there she was there for me because you know that even just texting you okay that meant yeah. so much for me than anybody else who who was there so i think she is fantastic her restaurant's yeah. amazing i'm getting it. yeah it is amazing yeah. she was um she was last week's guest or the week before she was brilliant brilliant guest to have on as well she is and i you know we, we need to cherish these women who are great and i think she does that like you she does that very much which is i think support people and champion yeah. people and that that is what I think hosp- the hospitality needs more of, which it, which it, I think it's happening, but that community of lifting people up rather than it being so competitive that you sort of can't support somebody else. And I mean, 
you both cook i mean your your food is very varied different but it's we very, support very each different other. but you support each other you have to because also it's the day as a woman we forget about me 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 mm-hmm. and think about you know all the others it is it change it changes yeah. immediately it changes you know and also victoria stewart a journalist yeah, who she's absolutely brilliant, brilliant writer as well yeah um she supports so many women and i think women are coming and helping each other they're forgetting it's just not about me 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 and yeah. we also need to have that and help women in the industry and and also not just women younger male yeah. who are coming in the industry are so important to be to you know help them i i, I just think it's changing it's it changing. is changing it's an exciting step it's an exciting time it's a definitely an exciting time to be a woman so what else have you got that's exciting coming up this year you've got the book coming out are, you, are we going to see a new restaurant? Are you going to do some pop-ups? Um, restaurant will, is definitely in the cards it's on the next cards. year. Okay. I just want a tiny little break. Yeah. But this year... I feel the, like you're allowed a break. I feel like, you know, maybe I, and maybe maybe you could get like a cleaner for a week or something. Give yourself a real break. So I, from September, literally from September, uh, from end of August okay. to November I I am book. like booked I'm just traveling booked and for the book. Book, book, book for the book and then December there are lots of things but I just need to I think you have such a small window to mm-hmm. talk about your book there are so many books on the shelf yeah um, in order to you know if if you really believe in a project you really need to put 100% in it yeah I think it's right time came and also we went talks about my restaurant you know I just wanted to make sure the staff I have had the jobs because somebody else has taken that as a restaurant, not with my name. Somebody else is opening, but they're keeping my staff. So though the staff has That's been really at the time of with me at good and bad times, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to have jobs. So we've been in talks for the last 18 mo- you know, eight months. So it's eventually happened, and I'm so excited for them because... You, you, they have a job it's yeah. really important to look after your staff so my concern was always about them yeah so i think that's happened so i can relax a bit and then the book and then i'm doing a bit of presenting more with uh, with, with bbc really Radio exciting Home. and i really one day honestly want to do something if you, i don't know if you've seen my post my dad is amazing cook so we've been looking after my dad now my dad is in la with my brother um he's absolutely amazing cook um, and he could give a runner to any chefs any time. He has a patience. He's very placid. He's very yeah. calm. And he gives a lot of attention to the thing he's cooking. He won't cook 10 different things. He'll do one thing and then he'll go to another thing. Um, and he, I want to travel with him. Nice. And, a lovely uh, thing to and do. then because he can't speak English, we can understand a little bit. So I want to be with him and cook with the you know go to different countries and mm-hmm. cook from that different people and cook the food from that so i want to do a travel series do it do I it really, take a, mid, like a i'm writing a proposal year. yes i do really that. want to do that i think that. that would be fantastic so you would would you turn that into a book I would turn that into a book, but also, oh, gonna, sl- and also really do at the same time go recording for radio. I yes. love radio and also TV because I just think there are so many males again doing that. Yeah. And there's hardly any women. And then you go to television, you get, a, you take a program. Oh no, women in May, you know, oh, we need a male in there because a lot of people won't watch it. We go, we won't get that TRPs, but I believe in bloody women. Yeah, yeah. I think, but you know, I really, I really think things are changing. I think. I think we are seeing more women. I think we are seeing more diversity. I think 
I think it's happening. Mm. I, but I think, like you say, we all need we need to keep pushing. Yeah, I know. I, so I know. keep pushing. I think you need to push the idea because it needs to happen. So I always like to end um, these interviews kind of getting right back into the heart of the kitchen. So what are your three ingredients that you advise everyone to have in the cupboard to throw together a quick dinner party dish? So tamarind. Tamarind. I cannot live without tamarind because okay. now... Fresh tamarind? No, tamarind is a fruit. So you have to make it into a paste or a chutney. Yeah. So you can make that beforehand mm-hmm. or you can buy nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that if you can't make it, you can buy it. Okay. So make sure you have that in your fridge or okay. wherever you want to keep it. And uh, forum, which is a five Indian spices. Okay. So it's got, it's got nigella seeds, fennel yeah. seeds, cumin seeds, mustard seeds, and fenugreek seeds. So they're five seeds. You can and, make... And- ground up already or then um, whole, 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 whole. You can whole. ground a little bit to cokes and I can use some of the fish or whatever you vegetables you want uh, but you need to have that always okay. keep that in the jar and yogurt I just yogurt. think yogurt so can, what kind of yogurt natural you, yogurt you love all different kinds natural, of yogurt. <laughs> natural yogurt yeah okay and then if you could have three people anyone in the world and they can be alive dead they can be fictional they could be Disney characters for your ultimate dinner party, who would you have and why? Uh, definitely Prince Charles. I really, really, want- <laughs> that's so interesting. Because the thing is, he has farmer's hand. I've met him a couple of t- three. Yeah, times. he does, and he's very passionate. I know you dislike the yeah. word passionate, but he's he cares a lot he about cares. organic exactly. farming yeah, and I think does. kind of regional farming. He does. And I know I want to know whether they like the Indian food. Yeah. Uh, so no I- pressure there. <laughs> so I really would like to cook for him. And um do you know who I... Uh, I don't know. He's an actor in, in Bollywood. He's quite well-known. And my, my friends will laugh at me. But Salman Khan, he's quite well-known. I grew up watching, watching his him. movies. And he's 15 now, but still like a body of a 35-year-old. <laughs> so I would really want to cook for him. And a cricketer. Any cricketer. Because I loved cricket. I okay. watched... Um, I used to play and watch cricket in India. I was a very good player, um, you know, cricketer. I was all round. I used to do bowling and wicket keeping and 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 batsman. So I would cook for any really cricketer Mm -hmm. whoever wants to come and eat my food. A whole cricket team. You, I mean, you could definitely pull off a whole cricket team. That's for sure. I've cooked for rugby players, so I can do that for. (laughs) We have to call up the um, Indian cricket team. I think. So thank you so much for that. That was so great. I loved. I loved having that conversation. just lastly, for anybody who isn't already following you, where can people kind of catch up with your recipes and your writings, ramblings, whatever, I'm, on, I'm online? not really good on social media. I'm only my staff's pushed me really much. So I'm on Romy Gill on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, same on Twitter. Um, and... And, uh, you know, Romy's Kitchen. Okay. Romy's Kitchen. So I'm changing the website at the moment. Yeah. It's going to be like Romy Gill. But it's still great. I was, on, I was on that website earlier today and I have I think it's a brilliant website. <laughs> Just going to change the names and stuff and also yeah. the recipes, I whatever I write, I kind of included it. Um, I'm really not a social media person too much, but I like mingling with people I like mm-hmm. talking and I'm kind of that but not as great as you are you know your <laughs> pictures I just take a picture and post it I'm not good at that but um I, it whatever comes through it comes through my heart you yeah know? it's great I think it's fantastic so thank you so much again that was brilliant no thank you for having me and <laughs> and it was lovely to meet you <laughs> thank you I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you liked it, rate it, review it, talk about it, share it, and invite your friends around for supper. 
This has been a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.